Hey, welcome back to uh, Bobblehead Podcast. Tim and I today, we start out talking a little bit about uh, about our hair. And uh, you're going to find, if you're one of our viewers, that our hair is on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But then we get into talking about what happens as an organization, what kind of mindsets do you employ when you inevitably lose people, good people, bad people, but especially your top performers. And uh, we share some insights for how we do it here at Access. So I'm super glad you're here and uh, let's get started. Hello again. Hey, Tim. It's been minutes. Dude, you're wearing the same clothes you wore last time. Listen, um, we don't do a lot of laundry at our house. And so we have, we have a, you know, we've been talking a lot about cycles. So we have cycles too, where I have piles on the floor and I drop it in this pile. That means I can wear it today's Thursday. So I can wear it next Thursday too. Yeah. I'd like to introduce you to another cycle called the spin cycle. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You're not supposed to eat those Tide Pods, buddy. You're supposed to use them inside your washing machine. Wait, what? (laughs) But they taste so good. They taste like raspberries. <laughs> I was gonna say blueberries. Oh man, that's why it's so smart. Yeah, and I'm wearing the same thing. Yeah, in the same hat. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it's hard for us to get in the same location for periods at a time. So you know, we like to we like to do multiple. We do. We and, do. And it's funny because we either build off of one that was really good, or we're like, you know, not feeling yeah. so good about ourselves about yeah. the last one. So we're like, well, yeah. I mean, it can't get any worse. And so you know, a lot of the times we we start these things off by talking about the topics of the day. And I just want to say that this week we both had um, really bad hair weeks. Oh man. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? I wasn't going to say anything. No, it's, no, you need oh, to. I'm, I'm okay. Cause I like to dish it, but also, <laughs> you know, just cause I'm the boss doesn't mean I shouldn't take it too. So, right. so, we'll, so we'll start off, we'll start, off, for, we'll start off on you or yeah, me. A little bit of context. So for, yeah, I'll, I'll go first okay. and then, and then you can, you can fire shots back. You know, Mike was in town this week and we were, you, Tim stepped out for a little bit yesterday afternoon and Mike and I are in the respective offices and in comes Tim and like, I see it, he walks in and like, it just, it, your hair just looked different, right? It's got like this, like kind of bouffant looked, I don't even, I, th- I think like it's, it's up and it's wavy and it, and it just doesn't look like it normally looks right. in terms of color, in terms of shape, in terms of <laughs> amount of, in terms of amount of product that's slathered <laughs> on it. Um, and I was like, Hey, your, your hair looks you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm programmed, right? Like you see somebody's hair is different, you know, especially if it's a spouse or a woman, you're like, Hey, I, I really like your hair. But I think I ended it in like inadvertently in the form of a question. <laughs> and you were like, do you Davin? Does it? And I was like, no, you're like, go, go ahead and say it. I was like, what the hell happened to your hair? <laughs> and, and if you've listened to this long enough, you know, Davin is the, he's so quick with responses. And, uh, you know, I walked in and in fact, the whole way on the elevator up, I'm like, okay, just, I, you know, I even thought about going to the gym and trying to see me wash it out, you know, <laughs> and I just said, nope, nope. You know what? I, when he does stuff, I, I dish on him and I'm, I'm going to walk up there. I'm going to walk into his office and I'm going to just take it. Right. Yeah. And it took you about 30 seconds and I finally had to say, just say it. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes in fairness, right? Like there, there's times where people don't expect a good quick witted rib, you know? And so like, that's when it just, it just hits. Right. Right. You know? And other times, like when you walk in and like, for example, when you see somebody's hair and the condition that it is and the state that it is, those kind of digs, it's a bit like slapping your sister. Like it just doesn't feel right. It's just, it's just teed up and like, it just doesn't do a whole lot for you. So yeah, that was one of those about, moments. After about 20, 30 seconds, you felt like I wasn't your sister anymore. I got back to normal. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> and I expected that. And I walk, I walk into Mike's office and Mike just, you know, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you'll, she literally just looked at me and just kind of just. It's kind of like when you see a, either a really 
a really pretty girl or you see like some weird guy, you just kind of stare, right? And it just takes about 10 seconds before things kind of, you kind of shake out of it. And then you can kind of either comment on it or not comment on it or whatever it was. And Mike gave me that look yesterday. He's like, I want to say something, but you're my boss. So should I say something? Can I say something? Will <laughs> he take this well? And I, yeah. and I did the same thing there. Just tell me, just, just say it. So needless to say, I went and got a haircut yesterday. Um, he did some things and it didn't turn out quite like I thought. Um, I was on the, he's even looking at me now. I can see him. So I even called a lady who used to do my hair and said, Hey, how do I fix this? And, um, yeah. So I, how I do you fix it for, for, for the a, audience? There's a, there's a couple ways, but I'll say I didn't do it because I, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> sure. She said, take baking soda and Dawn and make a paste out of it. And I, you know, and my thought is if I, if I do that, what if I miss spots and I come in and I look like a cheetah? Like a Dalmatian or something. Like a yeah. Dalmatian, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like I missed out. You would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, because he put, did he put color in it? He, he put some kind of something. It was like a conditioner they put in there. And what it's supposed to do is tone down my white hair. And that's, and so Jamie and I were talking about this last night. Problem is that I, I used to do this all the time but not like this, right? And I haven't done anything for like eight months, and so my hair has turned white as your shoes. I mean, my, I've, I've got really white hair, especially yeah. on the sides where it's short. And I went from that to whatever the stuff he put in it to that, it, man, it was it was a stark contrast. And so even when I got home, I got that from Jamie. She kind of looked at me. She's like, oh. She's like, hey, pony boy. Hey, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and, and it's, it's my turn now, and... You know, just to tee it up for you, I I had to, my military ID was expired and I had to go get a new one. Yeah. Right. And so I had to go to Grand Prairie. There's a joint reserve center in, in Grand Prairie in the mid cities. And I went there and, and I knew, I know I did this for too long. I know that I can't have facial hair, but like, I just, I just trimmed it down short. Right. So I'm like, for some reason, they're going to make an exception to policy because, well, because I'm me, right. This guy doesn't know who I am. And so I, I get on the base and I get in and like he takes my information to get my ID updated and he's like, you know, you got to go shave, right? And I'm like, oh man, like here we go. Like let the transformation to sloth from the Goonies like set in, man. Because <laughs> I'm bald, man. You know, I'm bald. It's, yeah. It just, is what it is, right? You looked, when you came in the office Monday, I'll say this, you looked extremely clean. <laughs> like I look like I should have offered you a baby Ruth. <laughs> and so I had to go or offer some cleaner for the floors. Seriously. So like I had yeah. to go to Walmart and buy uh, a, an electric. So razor. you had to leave the base and go I had to leave the base and go because they have a PX, but it's not open on Mondays. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I go to Walmart and oddly enough, this doesn't completely aside, but all of the electric razors at this Walmart were, were behind log and key. I'm like, do you make, can you make methamphetamine out of a razor? Like what the so. hell? Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So I plug this thing in and like, I just start shaving and like, you know, you get underneath a beard, you get dry, you just, you get blemishes. Right? right. And so like I had some pretty badass blackheads later that night. Again, like we're getting off topic here, but it's I'm a like, military ID though. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. You know, but I'm shaving this thing and I'm like, you know, like literally the whole world loves me less than they did five <laughs> minutes ago because I love myself less than I did yeah. five minutes ago. It's like when you shave a dog, you, you, you oh can, I mean, the way they act, you can see they're ashamed. Yeah, I was. Did you and, feel and, that? Yeah, I did. And you know, you could tell when I came in the office, I looked oh, at you, you like, yeah, you, you, I'm fired. You look, huh? you look downtrodden. 
I'm fired, huh? <laughs> I'm glad it didn't happen two weeks ago when things were going bad. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, the only thing that takes care of it is time. Yeah. I mean, you, time. you look, you do look completely different with a little scruff. It, completely, right? And we're on like day yeah. three of this thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so by the end of this weekend, you know, hopefully I'll be back to, yeah, I'm hoping to at least, I'm hoping to least that with, having some sort of relative attractive. I'm hoping that with my do as well. <laughs> hopefully we'll come back next week and we'll be able to Oh, celebrate, yeah. Right? Yeah. We, you get, you get that dawn. And that bacon soda. I don't think I can do it. Hey, look, bring I really it to the office. I'll help. I, I will. Like what? if you want to come in tomorrow, like I'll, 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 I'll help you. My thought is, how if if I once I if they get in the shower with that, I mean, you know how Dawn works. You get a little bit of water on it, and it just suds everywhere. It's like, am, am I going to drown in the shower? Is this <laughs> is so much Dawn going to make all the bubbles come up, and I'm not gonna be able to breathe? Yeah. Like, should I get my like snorkel gear on? do this yeah i don't know man um but do me a favor like i don't know what you're doing this weekend but say hi to the fawns for me um we should probably move on to the topic of the day hey <laughs> stay golden punk. i know i'm mixing up movies yeah, uh I was, okay. i'm not that old um so so what is the topic um what happens when you lose your quote-unquote best person yeah that's right that talk about a hard cut over to like a, a kind of a heady business topic it is it is but, um, um, hopefully people will listen to at least the front part of this, you know, you know, and, and I, we can tell the, you know, the quick story about, about us is, you know, one of, one of our top sales guys is, is moving on. Right. And, yeah. and it happens. Right. And this is one of those scenarios. I, I don't care if your business is small, medium or large, losing your revenue producers can be extremely scary. Right. right. You know, this far better than right. I do, but we've worked really hard over the last couple of years to kind of insulate ourselves from the, the pain of losing your best people. So, right. You know, I, I want to. I think you, you you probably have a lot to say on this topic about wh about what do you do as an organization when you lose your best people? Right. You know, before, during, and after. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll I'll kick it off and say, you know, it doesn't matter. We're talking about a salesperson here, but it really doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's the people that are very valuable to you that you're most shocked at, yeah. right? And just because they're such a part of the team, and then, you know, the first feeling you get is a feeling of betrayal. Right. It's like we're, we're a team here. Why would you do this to us? Mm -hmm. um, we have things going really well. And so you get that feeling of betrayal. Then you get a feeling of fear like, oh, gosh, we're going to do. Right. Right. And, and then you kind of kind of sets in. OK, now where do we go from here? And it really doesn't matter who it is. It can be a salesperson. It can be a CFO. It can be a CEO. It can be anybody. Right. A PM or whatever. Right. Um, but it's always. A shock and in this case it wasn't a huge shock but we kind of knew could yeah. be but um you know it still is what, what do you do and how do you handle it and for me you know early on in my career the first thing that i would do was get really bitter and then get angry and then get scared and then once that person actually leaves is to harbor ill will ill, Ill feelings bad feelings about that person and, you know, I did that for about 10 years and I always felt weird about it. Cause I'd see them later and I'd kind of, you know, do I say something? Hi, do I not? Do I, you know, do I avoid them? What do I do? Right. And it's almost like you feel like they've done something against you. And the reality is, man, they're doing what they think is best for them. And it took me a while before I figured that out. And so, you know, now I, you still go through those first emotions, but what I've learned is, is to be gracious when someone is going to leave you know, no matter what, whether they're leaving on their accord or whether they're, you know, leaving on your accord is to be thankful and gracious for they were brought onto the team for a reason. 
and they did some things. They were at on the team for a period of time. So they provided some value. Um, and be thankful for that value that they created. And and for me, it's important. You know, this person is actually going to actually leave, leave next week. And, and it's going to be in town. And, and I really hope to be able to have an mm-hmm. hour to, you know, to say my piece. And that piece is not going to be, you know, why. Piece is going to be thank you. Um, thank you for what you've done. You know, I paid well for your services and for the value you brought. But, you know, you chose to be here. And you chose to provide value to me. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. And so when those key people leave, to me, that the first part and the last part I've gotten pretty comfortable with is that middle of, oh, heck, what do we do? Yeah. And that's the part that's difficult. That's where I usually just go, okay, Davin, you're the COO, you handled this. <laughs> and, and it's like I have this weird talent to solve stuff like that. So I actually, I, I enjoy that because it yeah. gives us the ability to, um, to get better as an organization. It right? makes us pivot. Right. right. And, and, you know, I, I think speaking to loyalty a little bit, because I think is, is the owner of the company, right? Like you, you give loyalty. So you expect loyalty. Right. But the reality of loyalty is it only goes so far on both, both ends of the it spectrum. Does. Right. Yeah. We're loyal to our employees so far as their performance and overall company performance. Right. 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 If they're not doing their job, no matter how loyal they are to us, we have to let them go right, right? through. And, and we, we go through exhaustive steps to make sure that we are, we're making the right decision right. or if the business isn't doing well and you know, we have to make cuts to people, they, they may be the most loyal people in, in your ranks, but you have to let them go. So right. you have to expect reciprocation of that, right? Yep. Yep. If you, you, you almost want your best people to, to, to leave at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Because of, of shelf life and, and, you know, over time they just, they grow, they grow stagnant, but you know, be loyal to your employees like you want them to be loyal to you and understand that if you grow them the right way, they're going to have opportunities come about. And so letting them go is beneficial for them and it's beneficial for oftentimes the organization in ways that you don't have the ability to realize. It is. And you know what? You've done a good job of bringing that mentality and that mindset to us, um, you know, of, hey, you know what? We did a good thing here. Like mm-hmm. we helped grow this person to this point and, and to admit and it's hard to, especially as, as the owner of the business, that, you know what, they may have outgrown us. Yeah. And their skill set may be that they're going to provide a better value to, to a firm way bigger than we are or way more complex or doing something different, right? And that was hard for me. But you know, you've done a good job of helping me understand that and, and the team to understand that of, hey, let's celebrate what this person, you know, when, when Rob left. Yeah, that was we didn't expect that, mm-hmm. and man, he got a great offer, right? And you know, we well, we sure couldn't match that, and we, he, you know, what he was doing for us that that dollar sign didn't va- bring the same value, right? So when he went there, I thought, man, that's what a great opportunity, right? And we celebrated that, and and we still do, and I'm really excited for the opportunity for him, and him to move on, and, and at first we're like, crap, what do we do? You know, he's over a lot of people, but we pivoted. And, you know, I think we're even better off now than we were then because we've grown. Um, but still, you know, there'll be other people that leave. And those people leave on for better opportunities. We have to celebrate that. Right. And, and this could re- really be a, a, a long series of podcasts for how you do it. And, and I think the way that you position yourself as an organization to not feel the sting of any one person leaving is you have to have the mentality of, of the team and the mission first. Mm-hmm. Right if you are putting all of your eggs in a basket on an individual, yeah. right? And I think we tend to do that on the sales side, on the revenue producing side. If you put all your eggs in one basket on one individual, when they leave, 
there hasn't been the mentorship, there hasn't been the growth, there hasn't been the leadership of the of the people that are junior to them, and so you're it's it's going to hurt worse. Right. If you make the mission, which our mission is supporting our customers, the most important thing that we do. Um, and we make the team the most important element of that, then it's not about a person. It's about a system of growing. It's about a system of mentoring. It's about a, sy- a system of leading. And so when they leave, it's almost that next man up mentality. And and frankly, I think we've seen that in a very acute fashion with Landon over the last week. I mean, yeah. the kid made his first really good, solid deal. And so if you do it right, what you find is when that top dog leaves, it kind of takes the lid off and lets the the the, the kids. I say kids, not not in a yeah. negative way. That were that are junior to them flourish in a way that you didn't think was possible. It creates a vacuum, right? right? And and that vacuum is filled by someone. Sometimes you don't even expect, mm-hmm. but people step up in a way that you never thought. You know, something you said that was really good earlier is that that next man up mentality. You know, if take it to a sports analogy, you think of whether it's basketball or football. You know, how many great players. And I, you know, we're we're in Dallas. So we're you know, I'm a Cowboy fan. You're you're not. You're you're Atlanta fan because they were they're winners. Um, but you think about you think about the cat. You know, think about Dak Prescott. I mean, he just made a ton of money off the last contract, and here he was a guy who was literally picked in the fourth round, overlooked, was supposed to go in the first, was a good player at Mississippi State. Um, fourth round, he had every reason to be bummed out, feeling like he was overlooked. Went to a team, and he was behind at the time. It was Tony Romo, and Tony was and Tony was same same guy. You know, that was the guy before him got hurt. Tony stepped up. Tony was no one. Didn't even get drafted, and stepped into a vacuum. And so when Dak, you know, stepped into a vacuum when Tony got hurt that day, then the first season, the very I guess the first season he played, he lights out like set records. And, you know, he got an opportunity. And without that, nobody would ever known who Dak Prescott was or who Tony Romo was or who, you know, just fill in the blank of all the great players that weren't picked high in the draft but turned out to be amazing players because something happened and the next man up and they got up there and when the pressure was on, the lights were on, you know, they performed. And sometimes in our organization, we don't know who that person is. You know, they may have come from – they weren't drafted high, right? They didn't come in as a big hitter. Uh, they didn't, you know, they weren't they, no, they weren't big expectations for them. But yet, there was a vacuum created, and they stepped up, and now they're some of the best team members you have. And you think about across our organization, how many people we have yep. that bring so much value to us that we never ever dreamed would bring that value, and yet a vacuum was created. They stepped up and filled it beyond our expectations. Yeah, nobody steps into the business world to be average, yeah. right? Or steps into a, to a team environment to be average. Everybody wants to be great. And I'm not saying that there's not people in the world that are not comfortable with being average, but if you're hiring those people into your company, then you've got a, you've got a problem that we'll address in a, in a different podcast. You should hire people that want to be great, yeah. right? that want to be great in their role. Yeah. And so you, by people leaving that next minute mentality, it gives them the opportunity to step up and shine in a way that you weren't even expecting. Think of Mark Godberson, think yeah. of Adrian, think of Scott Thomas. Like we've been very intentional about hiring people that we know want to be great. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes they have to be Tony Romo on the bench. Sometimes they have to be Tom Brady on the bench for a little while. Right. But then when they get that opportunity, they step up and provide value in a way that that their predecessor didn't, didn't yeah. and and they they're able to learn to grow and actually be better, and then as a result, the team gets better and the mission gets more solid. Yeah, I, and I I think we ought to continue this sometime and talk more about this 
these scenarios and, mm-hmm. and kind of this topic. I think that's we can extend this out and because I think there's some real valuable stuff here all the way down to talking about things like hung- humble, hungry, smart, mm-hmm. and making sure that you hire the right way so that when you do have a vacuum, you get somebody that, that you know, fills that, that already has the mentality and the mindset to be a winner, yeah. right? Is hiring a winner before you before they prove they're a winner, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? How do you pick those people? So I think there's there's a lot of good topics there that we can we can pick from that will kind of follow on to what, what we're talking about today. Yeah, I, I you're right. And I mean, think about... And again, Bill, Bill Gazaway stepping yeah. over, taking over support. Yeah, right. You know, he was, he was a, he was a good IC and he had support background and we brought him over and kind of put him in this position and he's killing it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. killing it. And yeah. we never looked at him for that role. And we thought when the initial support manager left, like this guy had experience in Zendesk and you know, that was the most important thing. Right. And oh my God, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And now look at our metrics, look at our baselines. Like it, it we've done a, a, a remarkable job of setting a system in place. And so I, you're right. I'd, I'd love to dive into kind of our foundational mindset and how we've worked to build this thing, because we've come a long, long way in all of that. And it's not to toot our own horn, if, but it's to say that if a couple of meatheads like us can get this thing right, <laughs> you can do it too, man. Then if, <laughs> if you just happen to stumble on this podcast, cause you were, you're awake at three o'clock in the morning and finding the bottom of the internet, we, we you can figure it out too. Yeah. Grab a shovel and scrape it up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this. Thanks. Yes, sir.